It's 6 p.m. and you are tuned to your community radio station, KVMR-FM Nevada City, KCPC Camino. Today is Friday, July 21st. I'm Kelly Reese and this is your KVMR Evening News. By now you may have heard about a territorial sea creature exhibiting some intense not-in-my-backyard behavior. Imagine that cooling sea breeze on your face as the California Report takes us to Santa Cruz to learn more. After your local news and weather, we've got the latest on KVMR Celtic Festival preparations from the event's producer, Christian Gutt. And KVMR's Felton Pruitt speaks with John Hensley, who's celebrating half a century in the real estate business. The recreation realty owner is hosting a big bash this Saturday centering around, you guessed it, live local music. This is the California Report. I'm Adi Bolaños in San Francisco. More picketing is scheduled today at Hollywood Studios as both the actors' and writers' strikes continue. Meanwhile, dozens of SAG-AFTRA members and supporters rallied outside Netflix headquarters in Los Gatos yesterday. KQED's Rachel Myro has more from our Silicon Valley desk. Harley Ford of Vallejo got her union card in 2019. You might have seen her in Venom 1 and 2 or Rush Hour 4. If it's filmed here in the Bay, I've done it. I also travel down to L.A. to do things. Now with actors and writers out on strike, Ford says she's ready for a long fight. She says this conflict is existential, with the industry moving to replace as many people as possible with AI. I mean, we get it. It's here to stay, but let us bring the characters to life. Let an actual human do that. No comment from Netflix, but the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers wrote that its goal is, quote, to arrive at a deal that is fair and equitable for SAG-AFTRA members. For the California Report, I'm Rachel Myro. Support for the California Report comes from the James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at irvine.org. The Wesley Foundation, investing in California's underserved children and youth. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt through the Schmidt Family Foundation, working together to create a just world where all people have access to renewable energy, clean air and water, and healthy food. On the web at theschmidt.org. The best surf spots in Santa Cruz are infamous for territorial locals and some occasional aggressive confrontations. But lately, not all of the offenders have been human. KAZU's Aaron Malsbury has the latest on the five-year-old sea otter who has become famous for stealing surfboards and evading capture. Patricio Guerrero and Paul Riera are standing at Lighthouse Field in Santa Cruz, looking out at the iconic surf spot Steamer Lane. The two friends describe a recent, unusual encounter there. Encounters of the otter kind. (laughs) They were in the water with about 10 other people surfing small waves when an aggressive sea otter started grabbing onto their surfboards and biting into the foam. So I started spinning in circles, and the otter was like following the tail, and then it got bored of me and went to Paul, and then it really did some work on, on Paul's board. It just took like a chunk of the, of the nose of the board I, I was riding, and then it went to another guy. Known to officials as Otter 841, she has an affinity for gnawing on soft-top surfboards and flippers, and biologists like Colleen Young at the California Department of Fish and Wildlife aren't sure why. The fact that we don't see this behavior very often in sea otters means we don't know a lot about it. 
Young is an environmental scientist and sea otter biologist. She says one possible explanation for 841's strange behavior is that a hormone change is making her feel territorial or possessive. Or she might have had a positive association from a past interaction, like someone feeding her. We haven't witnessed that, so we can't say for sure what's going on. Otter 841 has been on the radar for some time. She was raised in captivity by her mother, who herself was caught after repeatedly approaching kayakers. And this is not the first time 841 has gone after surfboards. She's gotten onto boards at least twice before, once in September and again last month. Biologists have tried scaring her away from boards. We'd splash, make lots of noise, um, basically try to discourage her from doing that. But that didn't work for long. Now, Young is part of a team of experts who are trying to capture the otter and relocate her. The scientists say they need to move her into captivity so she doesn't end up biting someone or getting hurt. But so far, 841 has evaded them. We're basically having to modify all of our usual capture techniques and try to just get creative because she Here's Young describing what she calls the clandestine underwater approach, where two scuba divers mount a trap on a scooter and sneak up on the otter from below. The visibility was poor and the kelp was really thick and uh, basically I was able to get under her uh, but I wasn't able to get around her enough so it was extremely close. They even baited her with one of the foam boards she had destroyed. No success. We're basically bringing in everybody who has experience catching otters to try to help with this. In the meantime, officials put up signs at the entrances to the water. They caution people to keep their distance from 841 and other wild animals. And surfers, like Guerrero, jokingly ask that people also keep their distance from Steamer Lane. For whoever's hearing this, don't go to Steamer Lane. I'm never going back, man. <laughs> For the California Report, I'm Erin Malsbury in Santa Cruz. Legendary singer Tony Bennett died this morning at his home in New York City. He was 96 years old. The loveliness of Paris seems somehow sadly gay. The glory that was Rome is of another day. Bennett's music provided a soundtrack to life for generations of Americans. His famous song, I Left My Heart in San Francisco, gained him a symbolic Valentine's Day card from the city of San Francisco, marking the 50th anniversary of the song. Here's former San Francisco Mayor Ed Lee. It is my pleasure to declare today Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2012, as Tony Bennett Day in San Francisco. Tony Bennett accepted the honor, sharing he never expected the song to be as successful as it was. We came to San Francisco at rehearsal, and as I started singing it, the few people that are friends of mine came running up and said, do you have to record this song immediately? And I always thought it would be a local song in this area. But the fact that uh, it's become such a, an international song throughout the world, everybody loves it, and they love this city. Climb halfway to the stars The morning fog May chill the air I don't care it became his signature song, winning him two Grammys for Best Record and Best Male Vocal Performance. In San Francisco.
Francisco. And that's the California Report for Friday, July 21st. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. Our engineers are Brendan Willard, Danny Bringer, and Seal Muller. Our producers are Keith Misaguchi and Izzy Bloom. Our senior editor is Angela Corral. Our vice president of news is Ethan Toven Lindsay. And our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. I'm your host, Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. San Francisco. Let's take a look at today's local news. The KVMR News Desk previously brought you a report from the Union of Grass Valley detailing the alleged guilty verdicts handed down to Ben Mossman, Rise Gold Corporation CEO and man behind Grass Valley's shuttered Idaho-Maryland mine reopening attempt. As previously reported in the union, Mossman has been found guilty of 13 environmental crimes and exonerated on another 10 counts in connection with another mine project in British Columbia. The July 7th court ruling involves a failed gold mine on an island off the coast of British Columbia that turned into a toxic site due to mine waste leaks. The Sacramento Bee reports that Anne Seymour, a spokeswoman for the Ministry of Attorney General in British Columbia, says Mossman is due to be sentenced on September 26th in Prince Rupert Law's court. Mossman could be facing fines, jail time, or a combination of both. British Columbia law enforcement officials have not discussed what penalties they will seek. Mossman's attorney says they are considering options for appeal. It's unclear how the court findings and the late September sentencing will influence the Nevada County Board of Supervisors. The board is expected to hold hearings in October and make a decision on Rise Gold Corporation's plans to reopen the Idaho-Maryland mine. The Nevada County Planning Commission rejected the reopening of the mine on May 12th, but the final vote will be up to the Board of Supervisors. Caltrans completed blasting work for their Omega Curves project on State Route 20 around noon today. However, additional work will begin on Saturday, July 22nd, between 6 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. And drivers should be aware that the area has one-way traffic controls in play for construction activity from 6 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Monday through Friday. One-way traffic controls also remain in place around the clock in the Lowell Hill construction area through mid-August. Caltrans warns that additional full closures will take place sometime in mid-September. Allow up to 40 minutes of additional travel time when driving through the Lowell Hill and White Cloud construction zones. These zones are located along a 14-mile stretch of SR-20 between Conservation Road and Lowell Hill. Caltrans explains the white cloud blasting works required to remove hard rock where the new highway alignment is being constructed. Construction crews are also installing drainage to widen sections of the roadway. Let's take a look at your forecast from the National Weather Service. To no one's surprise, this weekend brings our listening area hot and dry weather. Temperatures peak today and Saturday with areas of major heat risk. The National Weather Service has issued a heat advisory in effect today through 11 p.m. Saturday. Be aware that dry fuels and very low humidity may lead to easier fire starts. We'll have breezy southwest winds in the afternoons and evenings. According to the Weather Service, temps next week are not expected to be as high. For those in Grass Valley and Nevada City, tonight clear with a low around 70 degrees. Saturday sunny and hot with a high near 100. Saturday night will be partly cloudy with a low around 70 degrees. Sunday, mostly sunny and hot with a high near 96. Sunday night will be partly cloudy with a low around 67 degrees. That heat advisory we previously mentioned says high temperatures of 100 to 112 are expected. 
and don't plan on nighttime bringing much of a reprieve. Overnight lows will stay anywhere from the mid-60s to the 80s. In Truckee and Lake Tahoe, tonight mostly clear with a low around 51 degrees. Saturday mostly sunny with a high near 90. Saturday night will be partly cloudy with a low around 54 degrees. Sunday mostly sunny with a high near 85. Sunday night will be partly cloudy with a low around 54. Winds could gust as high as 25 miles per hour. And in Sacramento and Woodland, tonight mostly clear with a low around 67 degrees. Saturday sunny and hot with a high near 106. Saturday night will be mostly clear with a low around 67 degrees. Sunday mostly sunny and hot with a high near 98. Sunday night will be mostly clear with a low around 62 degrees. You're listening to the Evening News on KVMR. KVMR hasn't had a Celtic festival since 2019. What should have been the fest's big re-entrance last year was capsized at the 11th hour by hazardous air quality from the Mosquito Fire. Well, the fest plans to be back in a big way this September, and KVMR News Director Claudio Mendoza is here with a Celtic update from the event's producer. In just over two months, KVMR's Celtic Festival and Marketplace will take place celebrating 25 years Joining me now to talk about it is KVMR's event producer, specifically the Celtic Festival producer, Christian Gutt. Hi, Christian. Hey, Claudio. Thanks for having me on board. Absolutely. Christian, I was hoping that you could update us all on the state of the Celtic Festival. I know there's been a lot of progress made. Acts are booked. Posters are made and being distributed. What's going on? Tell me about it. Correct. All, all that stuff, Claudio. In fact, um, I was uh, on the street the other day and it's like, the Celtic Festival? That's happening? And yeah, it is. We're coming back after a three-year hiatus. We are excited. Um, we're going to bring back a lot of the things that people are known to see out there, maybe some new stuff. It is happening Friday, September 29th through October 1st, Sunday. And that Friday actually is our kind of our opening traditional day where we have primarily set up for youth arts. And we have people teaching magic, and we have Irish step dancing, and we have People learning how to play instruments, fiddles, and guitars, and, and learn some of those traditional Irish tunes. We have a really good group called the Moxie Strings coming in. They were here in the past, which will lead a um, workshop with some of the kids. And they actually, the kids will come back on Sunday, I believe, to perform on the main stage with the Moxie Strings. So really fun stuff. And then Friday night, we have the Kaylee Dance coming, and it's going to be featuring Sam Miguel Frazier, who's Alistair Frazier's son. Wow. He'll, he'll be doing the music along with uh, Summer McCall, who's... One of the students out there at Fiddle Camp with Alistair back in the past, but she's really a, a really good caller. That will be Friday night happening at the Ponderosa Hall, part of our opening tradition for the Celtic Festival. So what's going on Saturday? I know that you have, you've done a really great job. You've booked things. Are, aren't there guilds coming? And Yeah, we'll, we'll have um, our traditional marketplace, all kinds of uh, craft vendors that will be out there. Most of them we're trying to really keep in that traditional Celtic theme. Um, we're doing a living history kind of thing, which includes what we call the guilds. Um, those are folks that come and reenact a lot of the period time of back in the day and people were dressing around like knights in armors and, and Mary Queen of Scots and that kind of thing. We're also going to have attractions like the Highland Games will be out there, people throwing the caber and, and demonstrating how those work and also... Um, we'll have some really good traditional Irish step dancing. 
we'll have a kids area, and of course, we can't forget about the spirits. <laughs> They'll be there in force as well. Tell me about camping, right? That's a part of it this year. Has it always been a part? Camping's always been a part of it. Um, to me, the campground is just really part of the festival. It is the, the folks that really come to stay for the two or three days. You know, they immerse themselves in the Celtic culture, and they really create this vibe for the event that kind of just carries through the whole weekend. And, and you know, you have your main stage stuff and stuff happening during the day, but after that happens, you go out in the campground, and there's still magic occurring. There's people playing music, and it's just the, the festivities continue throughout the night. Is there camping still available? There is some camping still available. Um, I have some partial hookup for RVs, and there's plenty of dry, what we call dry camping, but people that just want to come and throw up a tent or come in their camper van, we've got plenty of space. I do encourage you to get tickets, especially if you're looking for a hookup, because those are kind of moving pretty quickly, but we do have plenty of camping available. How can people get tickets? They can go to our, our website. It's at www.kvmr. CelticFestival.org, or they can just go to kvmr.org, look for the Celtic Festival event tab. Very good. I've been speaking with Christian Gutt. He's the Celtic Festival event producer this year. Very happy to talk to you. Thanks very much, man. Claudia, thanks again. I just want to also mention it's just an honor to help out the radio station. And this is one of our larger fundraisers. I had some really large shoes to fill for my past predecessor, but we're really trying to keep that legacy going that was built up over the years. And just, this is going to be a great event this year. We'll see you there. All right, thanks. Do you remember the Nevada County of 1973? Coming up, KVMR's Felton Pruitt speaks with local realtor John Hensley, who's celebrating half a century in the business, and in classic Nevada County style, he's doing it with a night of live music. Felton has the details. We're talking with John Hensley. He's going to be celebrating Recreation Realty's 50th anniversary in our area, serving our community. And they're going to have a big bash at the Wheelhouse, formerly the Five Mile House, this Saturday afternoon from 1 to 9 p.m. And, uh, John, it's a celebration of our local music scene also. Why don't you explain to people why that is? Uh, Sure, Dalton. Be happy to do that. Um, All the years of my business here, uh, the local music scene's kind of been such a an important part of uh, of my life and just appreciate it so much so I thought well let's celebrate the 50 years of the company I started and also uh, you know pay a little tribute to uh, to our local musicians so we're having kind of a, a mini music festival on Saturday and you've got a lot of great acts uh, talk about some of the folks you got playing oh I'd be happy to uh, a group called three times through who I just got turned on to recently they're really they're really great. And then we have George Souza, and I'm hoping George will play, he'll talk about the Paul McCartney story. That'll be fun. I know that one. That's uh, a great story. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, we've got Tom McDonald, Tony Unger, and uh, Jerry Panetta, which is a great trio. They're just amazing. And if you've never heard uh, Tony Unger's guitar work, uh, you're in for a treat. And then we have Kelly Fleming, Pete Grant, and Kelly Garmeyer. That'll be fun. I just heard them at a local party recently, and they're just amazing. And uh, we have Elena Rayo going to be there with Tom Schubel, so she's going to be able to, you know, to keep Saul's spirit alive, and I'm really excited about that. And then we're going to have an improvised band, which is going to be really a lot of fun. 
it's Paul Emery, Eli Rush, Peter Wilson, Pat Jacobson, and my old buddy Skip Allen Smith on drums. And a real special singer is going to be Annie McCann, and she's going to sing one of my favorite songs called Hallelujah. And then we're going to close with the uh, Sergeant Funky Band. They played for our 40th anniversary, so this will be great. We've got our dear friend Marty Dinwiddie on keyboards, and of course the band leader Michael Young has been such a big part of KVMR, and it's just going to be a, a, sp- a special afternoon and uh, a lot of fun. We're doing a great barbecue. We're talking with John Hensley from Recreation Realty. They're going to have a big bash to ce- celebrate Recreation Realty's 50th anniversary this Saturday from 1 to 9 p.m. at the Wheelhouse, formerly the Five Mile House, up there off of Highway 20, next to Scott's Flat. You've had such a, a wonderful experience with our community, and you've also been very involved with KVMR. I have, yeah. I spent a few years on the board and was fortunate enough to be on the building committee to kind of help uh, push that along for a number of years. So it's been a real pleasure. And then I've also been involved in the Nevada City Rotary Club for the last 48 years. So between KVMR and the Rotary Club and the Association of Realtors, I've stayed plenty busy. Well, I think you're one of the important aspects of what KVMR is, because even though we're a non-commercial radio station, you don't hear Budweiser and Toyota ads. You do hear underwriting from local businesses like yourself, and it's a very important uh, copacetic part of how we support each other. Of course it is, and I've, uh, I've always believed in community support, and that's why uh, and that's why KVMR thrives. You know, we just have this wonderful community that just keeps giving. And, wow, how can you ask for anything more than that? So anything special planned for Saturday's Big Bash? Well, just a lot of great music and camaraderie and uh, people having a good time. And that's my goal, and enjoying the music, which will be easy to do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, we're all going to have a, a wonderful time. Is there is there a place like on the web where we can go to get this information? Have you posted it on your website or the Wheelhouse's website? Good question on that one. I think you can go under johnhinsleyrealestate.com and find all the information out about this. Well, John, anything else you just want to say to everybody? You've been so good to the community over the years, and, and the community's been good to you as well. It certainly has, and I, all I can do is just say thank you. We've been talking with John Hensley from Recreation Realty, the Big Bash, uh, to celebrate their 50th anniversaries this Saturday up at the Wheelhouse. Hey, John, thank you for being part of our area. Oh, you're welcome, Felton, and I'm just privileged to be here. That's our newscast for this Friday, July 21st. Listen to anything you may have missed on our website, kvmr.org. And connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. By the way, did you know KVMR News has its own Instagram page? KVMR gets support from generous listeners like you and Alpine Allergy and Auburn Dermatology Center. Dr. Michael McCormick specializes in diagnosis and management of asthma and allergy for all ages. Sierra College Boulevard, Grass Valley. Dr. Allison McCormick offers dermatological care for adults and children at the Auburn Dermatology Center. And Prosperity Lanes, offering 18 lanes of solar-powered, air-conditioned bowling with group accommodations, blacklight bowling, special needs accessibility, and league bowling. Shirley's Grill serves salads, soup, breakfast, burgers, and beer. OpenDailyProsperityLanes.com
Support for KVMR's Future of Radio project comes from AJA Video Systems, empowering the next generation of local journalists and broadcasters. The KVMR Evening News is produced by KVMR News Director Claudio Mendoza. As always, thanks for tuning in. I'm Kelly Reese, signing off. Have a great weekend.